and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you're taking out time to click play and join us on what uh, the Lord has for you. Something real good stuff happening in this episode. We are honored and privileged to have Miss Annette Capps joining us on the podcast today. What an honor and privilege uh, for anybody who, who knows about Word of Faith and knows anything about it. Uh, what an honor to have Miss Annette her, with her teaching capabilities also, and also the legacy of her father, uh, Dr. Charles Cap. Such a pleasure to have Miss Annette on. Miss Annette, how are you today? I'm doing great. Praise the Lord. Amen. Such an honor to have you on here. Uh, I asked uh, Reverend Caps to be on the, the podcast with us uh, to share about quantum faith. Uh, this is a book that that uh, if you don't have it, you need to have it. And and uh, if you if you don't have one, buy three or four copies, man. It's, it's an amazing book and something I believe is timely for the, the day that we're living in. And uh, I wanted Miss Annette to come and share about that. But before we get into that, just a little background for people who don't know. Uh, Miss Annette, would you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, the ministry and, and what you guys are doing, all the good stuff God has y'all doing? Well, if you want real background, I was a farmer's daughter. <laughs> yeah, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was a farmer's daughter of a cotton farmer from Arkansas, Charles Caps, and uh, a lot of people kind of are under the impression that he was uh, always in the ministry, but um, he was actually, you know, I don't know how many, gen third, fourth generation cotton farmer, and um, so he began to, God began to reveal some things to him about uh, the word of God, how to use the word of God, put it to work in his life, turned him around. And so he just started sharing, sharing it with other people. And at that point is when he, he started, he, it finally got to the point he went full-time in the ministry. But in any event, I was not raised in a pastor's home. I was raised in a denominational church, a Pentecostal denomination. And I actually was called to the ministry when I was 14. So I was out preaching and um, ministering before my dad started in the ministry. So yeah. it's kind of a, an, an odd thing, but uh, yeah. I come from a long line of uh, uh, believers, spirit-filled believers. And so anyway, um, my dad, of course, became very well known in his teaching, God caused the ministry just to go all over the world as far as our books and that sort of thing. So when my dad made his transition to heaven in uh, 2014, I had already been the administrator of the ministry for quite some time and was in the ministry. And so then it, it was laid upon my shoulder, so to speak, the whole thing. And, um, you know, the word never changes. The anointing never changes. That doesn't mm -hmm. go away. Just because somebody transitions to heaven doesn't mean that the message is no longer viable because it's the word of God. Jesus has been gone 2000 years and his yes, word still stands. So what my dad yes, preached was the word of God. So that's what I've always preached. And uh, the ministry has grown since he's passed. And we are 
on, well, I can't even tell you how many television stations, but networks and that sort of thing where we broadcast. And we also have uh, a, a, an extensive publishing ministry, publishing the teachings of the word, mine and my dad's. So I, it, my niece sat down with us the other day and went over the things that we do. And I thought, I said, you know, I'm getting tired of just listening to this, all the things we do. Thank God it's not me. It's, it's the Holy yeah. Spirit. Amen. <laughs> and of course, the staff were just, you know, like, wow, we do a lot of stuff. But that's what God's called us to do is preach and publish the word and get people to understand it. So that's pretty much um, background. I've been preaching since I was 14 years old and still going. Praise God. Such a beautiful testimony of faithfulness and doing what the Lord's told you to do. Such a beautiful thing. Uh, Mr. Ned, as we transition here to talk about quantum faith, uh, what, 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 where did the book come from? What, where, where were you at the time? What was the Lord stirring up in your heart when you, when you started getting into these things? Well, I believe it or not, I was just reading about quantum physics and uh, what they call the new physics, quantum physics, just, um, because I was interested in, I've always been interested in science. Even as a child, I was interested in science. So I just started studying some books and reading it. And when I really got into quantum theory, I started hearing some things like, you know, okay, the, uh, it seems like that these subatomic particles are affected by the observer and they only behave a certain way when they're being looked at. And then the question comes up, well, how do they know they're being looked at, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so then I started putting the whole thing together. Well, everything, everything we see is made up of atoms. I mean, this, this table, this, everything in this room, they're, they're made up mm -hmm. of atoms and atoms are made up of subatomic particles. And these subatomic particles seem to behave and respond to people. I mean, there's no observer besides the person, right? I mean, you could even mm -hmm. set up a machine to observe a subatomic particle, but still there was an intent and a purpose of the human behind it to measure something like mm -hmm. uh, its speed or uh, how much space it occupies, whatever it is you're looking to do. So as I'm reading and I'm studying all these experiments, it was like, this sounds familiar. Something yeah. just clicked in my mind. I said, this, this sounds like what my dad's been teaching, what we've been teaching all this time, because he has a, he had a series called uh, words, faith, and things. And it mm -hmm. talked about how things respond to words. Well, behind words or what a human an intent, right? right? Yes. And so Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And it dried up from the roots, from the molecular level, it just shriveled and died. Death entered in, and it, that was the end of it. Jesus himself said, you can speak to this mountain and say, be removed, be cast into the sea, and it would obey you. Now, to the worldly carnal mind, speaking to a, a mountain of granite or <clears throat> even a mountain of whatever, sandstone, I mean, anything, why would you speak to a quote inanimate object but that mm -hmm. inanimate object is made up of atoms it's made up of subatomic particles and jesus knew that these things respond to you and yes. so 
I started, I'm studying this and I'm going, this is just fascinating. The more I got into it, the scientists actually started talking about, all right, don't go too far out on this and think this has something to do with consciousness. And I'm going, how could this not have to do yeah. with the human consciousness? I mean, what else is there here? And I could go on and you probably have some more questions, but I could go on and just, you know, like, you know, I, I could go on for an hour, hours talking about this, but initially that's what did it. I read about the observer effect and it affected those subatomic particles. And so when Jesus said, you can speak to this mountain, he was talking about an inanimate object. And now science is not saying that very thing, but when you boil it down, that is what science is now saying, quantum physics. Yes, ma'am. Oh, just phenomenal stuff. And uh, so Reverend Caps, as we look at this and what Jesus said about speaking to things and, and things changing, um, I'm reminded of also, too, in, in light of this, with what Jesus said to the man who brought his boy, and uh, he said, if you, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And then Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Can you speak into how that would connect to some of these things that have to do with quantum faith? Well, absolutely, because you see, and I'm going to go a little scientific on you right here, all right? Please. But when we were, when I was in school anyway, and they showed a picture of an atom, there's the nucleus, and then there are the electrons in orbit about that nucleus. And so it shows them as little balls or whatever. So if it's hydrogen, it just has one electron going around it. But when scientists really got into it, it's like, and they did their experiments, they discovered that that little ball, that electron, that particle, actually what they believe is it does not even really exist until somebody looks at it, but it exists and get this in a sort of a cloud, a wave state, a cloud wave state to where it exists everywhere at once in a soup of possibilities and probabilities. And only when an observer looks at it, does it become a particle, which is we would call a concrete thing. Yes, now think wow. of what Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believeth. And what the scientists are saying is there exists only possibilities and probabilities. So what's injected into this is the belief of the scientist or the intent of the scientist. Now, you know, Elijah, if it works for a scientist and Jesus said you could do it, he's talking about faith. Yes, you have been given the authority to rearrange those atoms or the structure of physical materiality by your faith and your words, the word of your mouth and speaking the faith and what you believe comes yes, to pass. Yes. Oh, that's Does just that? wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that explains it well enough, but it sure gets me excited. Yes, ma'am. I'm right there with you. Yes, ma'am. And so this is such a powerful thing because I'm, you know, scriptures are coming to my mind as you're talking about this, uh, Reverend Caps. It's just about um, Jesus. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that God framed the world with his words 
and that um, if you if you look it up, uh, I was listening to uh, brother Rick Renner, uh, the, the Greek scholar, and uh, he was talking about that word uh, worlds were being framed. That word framed there means to alter or to change. And so that, that I find it so interesting. It, it perfectly aligns. And I tell people this all the time that that how God works and how he operates, that there that he operates within this thing that science is now catching up uh, in some regard, catching up to what God has said. Hey, this is just how I operate. This is how it's always yeah. been. And God, just please continue. I know you've got so much more here. I'm just listening. I'm soaking it in. But continue on this thought about quantum faith and, and the ways that it applies in today and, and what we're doing in speaking and, and believing in the heart. Well, let's, let's go back to what you're referring to, which is Hebrews chapter 11, the great faith yes, chapter. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And um, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped are the evidence of things not seen so we're talking mm -hmm. about when we're talking about quantum physics and we're talking about faith and we're talking about hope we are talking about the unseen realm yes, right mm -hmm. because i mean show me your hope you know yeah, exactly can you show exactly. me your hope elijah can you show mm -hmm. me that hope that you have no it's unseen right can That's you show exactly me right. your faith you can't show me your faith you can only show me your faith by your works right so this is the unseen realm. This is the way the kingdom of God operates. So Hebrews 11 starts out with faith is the substance. It is substance of what is hoped for. Unless you have hope first, there's nothing for your faith and the substance to fulfill. Mm. So there's an intent. There's a purpose that you have. If you're, if you're hoping, let's say, Elijah, you were hoping to move on with your podcast and and reach all the countries in the world. You're hoping to move mm -hmm. on from your podcast and go into whatever the next thing is that's going to happen in the media. If you're yes, hoping for these things, then this is a picture in your mind, isn't it? It's something yes, you've got picture in your mind. Let's, let's bring it down to something real natural. You're hoping for a new car, which right now is a little bit of a challenge because there's not a lot of cars available. Let's say you're hoping for a new car. Well, somehow you... You go around in your mind in the unseen realm, you're going around what, what color is that car? What, you know, do I need a SUV? Do I need a, a coupe? Do I, what is it that I need? You're thinking about what you want. You're creating that picture in your mind. Well, you know, can you show that picture to someone? Not in its current state. It has to be brought out into the physical. So you have hope and the faith, which is also unseen, it's substance of what is hoped for and it is the evidence of what is what unseen. not seen again we're talking mm -hmm. about the unseen realm and then the apostle paul and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw another scripture in here the apostle paul in second mm -hmm. corinthians 4 18 says we look not at the things that are seen we're not looking if you look at the natural and try to figure out how you're going to bring those things to you, you are, you're in the wrong area because all things are manifest first in the unseen realm. If you really want a new car, you're going to picture that in the unseen realm. You're picturing it in your mind, in your heart, in your thoughts. And then you go to the word of God and the word of God brings that 
substance causes your faith to be built until you actually see the fulfillment in the physical realm. So Paul said, we look not at the things that are seen, but unseen for the things that are seen are temporary and what is unseen is eternal. A lot of people get upset when things are destroyed in the natural realm. Oh, you know, if some people have lost their, their homes in California, my house is burned down. That is a physical thing. But everything in the physical realm was created first in the unseen realm. So it doesn't matter how many things pass away in the physical realm. There is always substance in the unseen realm to bring it into the realm of materiality. So if good. we exercise our faith and speak the word. Well, oh, that's powerful. That's powerful. That was worth you press and play on the podcast right there. Yes, ma'am. That's just beautiful. Now, Miss um, Annette, talk about mustard seed and, 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 and quantum physics. How, how does that, how do those two things correlate there about mustard seed when Jesus said about that? Well, um, when you talk about quantum physics, you're talking about atoms and specifically subatomic particles and their actions, okay? Have you ever, have you ever seen a subatomic particle? <laughs> no, it's too small, right? Yeah, yes It's too small and yet subatomic particles are the building blocks of the atom, which are the building blocks of molecules, which are the building blocks of everything we see. Everything mm. we see, all right? And Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say. So he's talking about probably the smallest thing they could see in their day. They didn't have telescopes. They certainly didn't have mm -hmm. electron telescopes. And so he had to take an example. And so he said, here's a little mustard seed. You can barely see it, you know, and everybody, you know, can look at it and go, yeah, wow. You know, you, if you're not careful, you lose it because it's so small. Mm -hmm. It seems so insignificant, that little mustard seed. But Jesus said, if you had faith as even on that small realm and you said you planted it with your words, you planted that mustard seed with your words by saying, then you would essentially build a huge tree. OK, mm -hmm. yes, you're planting it. It's growing and you're building it. So what we don't realize is that every word we're speaking is like that mustard seed. And we're putting it all these different places and some of them come up and some of them you don't want to come up because you said the wrong thing, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. So if you, in the subatomic realm, every word you speak is activating subatomic particles to behave in a certain way. I mean, wow. I th think about this. I'm, usually every day I get up. And I say, thank you, Lord, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and quickens every cell of my body. And so when I say those words, I am hoping, picturing, and have faith. I have a picture of health. I have a picture of the, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of me and quickening Every cell in my body that's made up of atoms and every atom is made up of subatomic particles and those subatomic particles of possibilities and probabilities. So I can either choose to be sick, have arthritis and, and COVID and everything else, or I can choose in that soup of probabilities and possibilities 
that I will be well and that every cell in my body responds to the resurrection power of Christ. Oh now, which one God. do you think I want? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <ma 'am. laughs> So it seems like a small thing. The cell of the body is a very small thing and it's made up of smaller things. So when Jesus said faith as a grain of mustard mm -hmm. seed, he said, that's all you've got to do is believe what I'm telling you. It's possibilities, it's probabilities, and you choose that's the good. words you say and bring forth the good fruit. Oh, that's so good. Uh, I underlined a quote here from your book here, Miss Annette, and I thought it was powerful. I want to read it here. Uh, it says here, this is quantum faith for you. You guys listening, like I said, pick up a copy if you don't have it. The things that you desire are made up of atoms. They know what you believe, hear what you say, and behave accordingly. Um, can you speak a little bit more into that? I know you've been talking about that, but I just think it's so good. Can you just speak a little bit more into that? Yeah, they hear what you say. They, be they believe you and they respond accordingly. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an, a, a, a macro, I call it the macro world example. All right, we're talking about, when we're talking about quantum physics, we're talking about the micro world, the, the infinitely small so when we're talking about this, we talk about the macro world. I know people, this was brought out to me, I think yeah, about the time I was writing the book, maybe a little bit longer, but there are people, there are people that have um, certain attitudes toward money and they have the attitude of, I've heard this from one particular person. Well, look at the size of that house and look at all the money those people have. Makes you wonder what they did to get that money. You know, mm -hmm. like they were like money is uh, wealth comes from some everything that's bad, like sin, evil. Maybe they're into drugs, this, that or the other. And I listened to this person talk and on and on they talked and they said, you know, money, do money doesn't mean anything. Money doesn't mean anything to me. And so, you know, I, these some people like this that <clears throat> have these big houses, all they think about is money. And so I went on and I listened to this person over quite a length of time. And you know what I noticed about that person? That person, first of all, talking about all these people that had money, that all they thought about was money. This person who didn't have money and was deeply in debt thought more about money most of the time than anybody I know. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the other interesting thing about it was the statement is that money doesn't mean anything to me. This person, absolutely, even though they were a Christian, I'm talking about a Christian, and I'm talking about somebody that believes in tithing. Mm -hmm. So they believe in tithing and that God's, you know, gives the tithe that you give to God and God rebukes the devourer of your sake and he blesses the work of your hand. Well, <laughs> the thing about it is this is a Christian. This is a person who believes in tithing, and yet the words of their mouth they use to say money means nothing to me and so money flowed out, their money was taken from them, they couldn't get ahead, they struggle, and they struggle to this day, because why? Money flees from them. Mm. Now, listen, it could, this could be anything you want. It could be honor, yes, it could be promotion, it could be anything, all right? So you just put your label on it. I'm using money because it's a macro world thing. So... Mm -hmm. You know, this person also said money doesn't grow on trees. Well, actually, it's made out of paper. So, you know, paper comes from trees. So <laughs> <Yes, ma 'am. laughs> think about it. Regardless, um, 
money has a, an intrinsic value in society, but it, it, it is also a physical thing, all right? So let's talk about those dollar bills. So if you have no respect for money, for commerce, for anything like that, and you say it means nothing to me, then you just cause it to disappear from your life and it obeys mm. you. Money obeys you. It disappears. It runs. Now I'm saying this, it absolutely ran from this person. Money mm. ran from this person. So then we That's go right. back to, it hears what you're saying and it obeys you. You attract to you what you love and respect. Mm. And if you, we could take that on a lot of different levels, but I'm just saying that if you care about love and respect, God's given us there's a system in this world where money is our means of commerce. So I respect that. I do not love it. Mm -hmm. I do not love it, but I respect it. And so I That's use right. it discreetly, discriminately, and I give, and I don't regard it as my God. But if I turned that around and said it means nothing to me, then it's going to run away from me. So you have to really examine what it is that's in your heart and what you believe. If somebody out there is listening to this podcast, I'm sure neither one of us would ever have this issue. Okay. So I'm going to put it on somebody out there on the podcast, maybe in another yes, country. All right? <laughs> but if we have, if we have a limiting belief such there is, there are certain things that, well, I would never do that or, I could never feel comfortable doing that. Um, whatever that limiting belief is, I know that will happen for so-and-so, but it won't happen for me. Uh, mm -hmm. If we have that limiting belief, then all of the soup of the probabilities and possibilities are gonna run to this side. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's gonna run over here when if what I, that is what I desire, I need to respect and honor these things and they come to me. So when we respect, number one, God, we're operating in his kingdom principles, then we want to operate in exactly what Jesus said to operate in. And that mm -hmm. means that we respect the world. And what I mean, the world, the creation of God as a whole, we respect every bit of it. And we don't speak ill of anything that exists in God's creation. We speak words of truth, but words of love, words of peace, and words of joy. And so if you don't have the peace, you don't have the love, and you don't have the joy, then somewhere in your soup mm -hmm. is, yeah. is an identify, a, a, well, I'll say is, an, is a belief, a limiting belief that you need to identify and get rid of. So that's uh, when you talk about they it hears what you say and it obeys you it does absolutely does yeah that's just powerful truth i mean it's just powerful truth <clears throat> now uh miss annette here uh is another quote that i really love and appreciate uh you say here are you introducing faith energized high frequency words just that that, that part right there just jumps out at me because I did a podcast uh, episode called Frequency and uh, Tapping into God's Faithfulness. And we were talking about in that particular episode, uh, we brought up a little bit of string theory and, and, and things of that nature and talking about words 
And, and I, I likened it, I connected it to the, the, the children of Israel when they marched around Jericho. And then the Lord said, shout. And that word shout in the Hebrew literally means to mar, especially by breaking. So that shout that they gave was a frequency. It was faith because God said, do it. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They mix faith and mix actions with it. They spoke it out. They shouted right when the Lord said, and then stuff happened in the spirit, stuff happened in the spirit leading into the natural. And so can you speak into that faith energized high frequency words? Well, I think we've all been exposed to low frequency words and we know what that's like. You know, um, you've heard someone tell their child, you'll never do mount to anything. You're just an idiot. You know, I mean, th those are low. I mean, when you hear that, it just makes you cringe, you know, because that's a, that's a low frequency. It brings about the, the lower course of nature and of life, but high frequency energized words, take the word of God. Here's what most people don't realize about the word of God. The word of God is full of high frequencies. <laughs> Amen. And it's, it's meant to change. And uh, excuse me for using this word, but frequency and vibration are pretty much uh, the same word. So the high frequency of God's word changes the frequency at which you vibrate. Yes. And if you've ever walked into a place before where somebody just had a knockdown drag out and you go in and you can feel in the atmosphere, yes, you can feel that you can feel it. And it's not something that you want to stay around for. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you speak God's word, you're speaking high frequencies. If you don't know how to talk high frequency talk, go to the word of God, because the word mm -hmm. is full of high frequencies. You know, because it's full of the spirit of God. It's full of the resurrection power of God. God's yes. word, Jesus said, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So talk about high frequency. There you have it, spirit and yes. life. It vibrates at the high frequency and it changes things. Um, you can look at a microwave. Microwave oven operates at a high frequency. You put whatever it is you put in there, a bowl of soup or something, and you turn that thing on and it sends high frequency waves into that soup. And it's, it stirs up those atoms and subatomic particles until they, they get to moving around really fast and heat is the result, okay? So if high frequency from a microwave can heat up soup, what can the high frequency of God's word do for us? Well, it tells us what it does for us. It can transform us. It can change us from glory to glory. It can heal us. He sent his word and healed them. That's right. It can lead you to prosperity. All these high frequencies change your life. And this is what my dad tapped into. A lot of people have, have tried to sort of copy what God put out there and you look into the new age movement and they have what they call yeah. affirmations and there's nothing wrong with the word affirmation. All right. You know, but they, they say it and say, well, I am loved. I am a good person. I am this and, and I am going to prosper and, and they say all the right stuff. Okay. There's nothing wrong with what they're saying. They're saying the right stuff, but they're missing the energy and the power behind it that actually causes it to change. 
because these are not just words. Well, with them, it's words. It's just words. And it does help to some degree. But imagine you put the power of the high frequency of the spirit of God behind it. Then like the walls of Jericho, it has an effect. So it's not just enough to know the principles of the kingdom. They'll work for you, even if you just work the principles of the kingdom and don't know the king. But imagine Mm. knowing the king and having the spirit of God on the inside of you. We Christians should be really taking it down because Mm -hmm. we have the power within us. But anyway, what I started out to say is my dad wrote that little book, God's Creative Power Will Work For You. It's scripture is what it is. And it puts me in it. I am the body of Christ. Satan has no power over me for I overcome evil with good. What is that? Those are scriptures. And it goes on and on and on. And this is the the sequence of the way that God gave that to my dad that changed his life. Okay. So a lot of other people have come along and they've tried to, um, you know, make their own book of confessions or, or statements or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's good. But as I've picked those up and I've said them, it lacked the oomph. Why Mm. did it like the oomph? It's because it's not scripture. There's a certain sequence and an order of the words that were given in the Bible that gives it the power and the punch, so to speak. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So the high frequency of God is in his word, and that's what changes the physical realm because everything in the physical realm again is made out of particles subatomic particles atoms and so we take this frequency of god's word and we change all of those and bring them into divine order Ooh, this is good stuff man praise god uh as we begin to to wrap this up i want to be respectful of reverend annette's time um i love this idea of uh frequency tapping into to different things, faith, language, speaking the words of God, speaking in faith. Um, can you speak into this? You, you mentioned kingdom and you mentioned that. And I know this is something that I know because growing up word of faith, I know this is something that, that Reverend Caps, uh, brother uh, Charles Caps was so known for as well is about kingdom principles uh, because the whole kingdom of God operates as a man putting seed into the ground words, all these different things. And then I know, of course, obviously many lives have been changed by it. Notably I'm reminded of in this moment, uh, Dr. Bill Winston attributing a lot of, of things that he's learned about the kingdom to listening to Dr. Charles Caps. As we wrap this up, uh, Tell us about that kingdom, operating in the kingdom, this higher level of living. Because sometimes people would say, oh, you're weird. You know, you speak to things. Oh, you're weird. You do this, you do that. But it's actually living at a higher level, or you could even say a higher frequency, just like you were saying earlier. And just can, can you speak into that a little bit more about kingdom? Uh, I just, that just came, that quickened to me when you said that about knowing the king and kingdom principles. Well, Let's take some of the kingdom principles we know, and one of them is words. God created everything that exists through his words, the word of his power, light be, light is. And then he created man in his image. So there we have the creation that is supposed to follow in the footsteps of God, its creator, and to speak forth words of life and power. That's that's a kingdom principle, all right? Faith is a kingdom principle. Unless you can believe it, you can't have it. 
That's you right. know, my dad, I remember him talking to a guy one time and, and he said, you, you know, here's what the Bible says right here. Mark 11, 23 and 24. You can have what you say. He said, well, I want to believe that. And dad said, well, I do. It's working for me. And he said, well, it's not working for me. Dad said, then you don't believe it. He said, well, no, actually <laughs> yeah. I don't. Well, duh, you know, there it is. So there's, yes, there's a kingdom principle. You, you know, according to your faith, be it done unto you. And here's another weird kingdom principle. If you give, it will be given unto you. That's a really weird kingdom principle. <laughs> How do you give away a hundred or a thousand dollars and become more wealthy or blessed for it? How does that work? That doesn't make any sense because they're in the unseen realm. There is the release of something. When you mm. release something in the kingdom of God, it creates a void in your life. And that void, which would be, let's say you, you don't, you gave, the Lord told you to give a thousand dollars. You created a thousand dollar void in your, in your checkbook and in your life. It's a spiritual principle too. There's a void there. Well, guess what rushes in to fill that void. If you have faith, then as you give, it not only fills that void, but you continue to give. And as you continue to give, more comes until you have more and more capacity to give. It increases your ability to give by giving more. Yeah. Now, does that make sense in the physical realm? Mm -mm. In the natural, that makes no sense. But I'm here to tell you, I, it, I guarantee you it works. And so if you give I have, I have talked to people sometimes that it's like, nobody loves me. How much love do you give? How much yeah. love do you show? How many people do you help? Well, I don't know how to do that. Well, you know how to mow a yard? Well, yeah, I know how to do that. Well, there are a lot of older people that need someone to help. That's a way to yeah. show the love of Christ. And so it, whatever you have need of in your life, if you will begin to give it, it will come back to you. So this is a kingdom principle. Another kingdom principle is the law of binding and loosing an authority. Yes, That's a kingdom principle. And people say, no, the only one that has a, uh, authority is the government officials, you know, in my county, my city, or the United States. The presidents. No, no. You see, because that's the scene level of authority, which Paul was talking about. We look not at the scene, but at the unseen. And the, er, there is an unseen realm where we have authority. And if we operate in that authority, it changes the seen level of authority. Yes, so sir. I could go on and on about that, but we don't. <laughs> so those are just some of the kingdom principles that are there. And the authority is one of the kingdom principles. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and operating in it. And I think it's just so good. And, and like I said, you, you guys listen, a lot of younger people listen to the podcast. So maybe you never heard of, of um, Miss Annette Caps, Reverend Caps, and, and what the Lord is, has given her. I encourage you go back, get a, the book. I mean, it's a short book. It's a, it's a mini book, but it'll change your life. If you hear it, if you have ears to hear it, uh, I believe it'll be an encouragement to your life. Um, uh, Miss Annette, would you let us know the website people can go to and all that good stuff to get uh, materials? Sure. It's uh, capsministries.com. And if that's too long for you to spell, and sometimes that's hard to do on your phone, you know, <laughs> that's what typing all that in but we also have a website caps.tv 
and it will take you to our television page, but you can go from there to the bookstore. It's an easy jump. So uh, caps.tv is easy to remember and not hard to spell and easy to get there on your uh, cell phone. So yes, and here's, that's just, yes, he said he's right. It's a little bitty book. It mm -hmm. doesn't take long to read, but boy, I read it again last night and I was blessed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I was listening to uh, the videos of you with your father that, that you guys have on your YouTube page just last night as well. And I was getting blessed listening to it. Uh, it's just a powerful thing. And like I said, I encourage you get it, it like a small book. I mean, it won't take much time at all. Small book, but it will change your life if you have ears to hear it. Uh, Miss Annette, would you pray for us as we as we wrap this up? Sure, you bet. Heavenly Father, we bless you and we praise you and we thank you that you have not hidden things from us, but you have revealed them to us. And today you have revealed things to us that you have written in your word. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit will seal it in the hearts yes. and minds of those who have heard this message today, that the words would be sealed there and that the Holy Spirit would bring them to their remembrance at the appropriate times and that you would lead them by the spirit of revelation to find out exactly how to operate in the, the principles of the kingdom of God, that they will live and walk in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend Caps. It was an honor to have you up here. I'm so thankful for you and your ministry. Time would fail to, to, to tell you just how much you mean to me. Just as a little boy growing up watching you guys on Daystar and other uh, programming outlets and just a blessing. And so thank you so much for taking out time to join us on the podcast. I want to honor you and say thank you so much, Miss Annette. What a blessing to have you on. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. Yes, ma'am. And for all you listening, all those who are a part, thank you for taking out time to join us today. Uh, the Lord's doing good things in your life. Uh, speak the word, declare the word, uh, be proficient when it comes to the things of the word of God. And uh, Paul said, I'm reminded to encourage you guys with this. Paul said to use prophecies as weapons. And I believe that that's something that somebody needs to hear. I don't know who that applies to, but uh, it will it applies to us all. But I know specifically the Lord's giving you words and you use those words to fight this good fight. My name is Elijah Merle. Thank you, everybody, for joining today. And don't ever forget this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.